Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, September 9th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. The royal family and the UK as a whole has entered an official period of mourning for Queen Elizabeth. Today, bells will toll in tribute to the Queen at Westminster Abbey, St. Paul's Cathedral, and Windsor Castle. A 96-round gun salute in Hyde Park will mark each year of her life. Major sporting events and outdoor concerts, even worker strikes, have largely been cancelled, and flags are at half-staff on government buildings. Mourners are continuing to gather outside of Buckingham Palace to pay their respects as the nation waits for King Charles III to confirm funeral arrangements. The King and Camilla will return to London this afternoon, where the King will meet with new Prime Minister Liz Truss as soon as possible. He'll then meet with the Earl Marshal, who is the person tasked with developing the carefully choreographed schedule for the coming days. And after all that, the King is expected to make a televised address to the nation, the first as monarch. Texas has bused more than 9,000 migrants and asylum seekers to Washington, D.C., and the capital's mayor is declaring a public health emergency. This will allow Mayor Muriel Bowser to allocate $10 million to help migrants with things like shelter, food, and medical care, and then get reimbursed by the federal government. The Republican governors of Texas and Arizona have sent hundreds of buses full of migrants, including children, to D.C., New York, and Chicago in a political stunt over what they call a crisis at their borders. If you live in Michigan, you have a right to be confused about whether you'll be voting to enshrine abortion rights in your state constitution this fall. Now, it looks like you will. The Michigan Supreme Court has ruled the measure should appear on the November ballot. The amendment easily had enough signatures to put it up for a vote, but opponents tried to shut it down over technical issues, like the spaces between the words on the petition were too narrow. The state's chief justice called the opponent's efforts, quote, a game of gotcha gone very bad. Steve Bannon, Donald Trump's former aide, pleaded not guilty in New York State court Thursday. And he's, you know, defiant. They will never shut me up. They'll have to kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight. Bannon was charged with money laundering, conspiracy, and fraud related to his nonprofit, We Build the Wall. Now, if you remember, federal prosecutors charged him back in 2020, and then Trump pardoned him. But the thing is, pardons only work for federal charges, not state charges. And these charges are coming from New York State's Attorney General. We got a couple updates for you on what's been happening in Ukraine. First, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made a surprise visit to Kyiv on Thursday. He pledged nearly $3 billion in aid for Ukraine and neighboring countries at risk. That's on top of the $675 million in military aid the State Department announced earlier in the day. And second, a Russian businessman has offered to give a billion dollars to Ukraine. Why? Officials say it's likely because he wants the UK to relax its sanctions against him. Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look in the description section on your podcast app and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. 
Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Dave is out this week, but he left us this interview about how some YouTube creators are actually trying to solve true crime cases. Who doesn't love a good true crime story? Whether it's a podcast, a vlog, a documentary, a biopic, we can't seem to get enough. But some content creators are doing a lot more than just crime storytelling. They're actually dipping their toes into crime solving. Insider's Jeff Weiss, who covers the creator economy, recently talked to a few of them. He's here to tell us about the complicated ethics involved and what police think about it. So, Jeff, you talked to a YouTuber named Kendall Ray. What has she been doing with her true crime channel? Kendall is a really interesting example of a new crop of creators. They're really taking an active hand in solving cases. And she really was a fan of true crime and started making true crime videos in 2017. Hi guys, welcome back to my channel. So today we have another true crime video. As she was doing it, she sort of started grappling with the ethics more and more. Um, She didn't want to really see it just as entertainment and she started to focus on victims in her storytelling as opposed to centering the perpetrator. I want to do what's going to be best for the victim and their family. And avoiding gore and not really engaging in speculation. To give the family members of some of these victims a platform. Sometimes I just can't believe how many people I reach. And And in 2018 is when she started inviting family members onto her channel for collaborative videos. About a month ago, I was contacted by a girl named Sarah Turney. She DM'd me on Twitter and told me about her sister. Her sister's name is Alyssa Turney. A young woman named Alyssa Turney had gone missing in 2001. I had the opportunity to actually work with her sister Sarah on this video. It made it incredibly real having a family member um, working with me, telling me their side of things, and it, it made this so much more personal. So she'd really reached out to Kendall to get her side of the story out there and advocate for, you know, the arrest of her father. And he he was he was arrested in 2020 and has, has yet to stand trial. And what do police think about the kind of work that Kendall is doing? Are they concerned about it at all? You know, Kendall described a really kind of combative relationship with police. A lot of her content is sort of calling out corruption or inaction on the part of police. And she says that, you know, departments have left her voicemails, like, kind of annoyed that she's galvanizing her viewers to flood their phone lines. And and she doesn't care. (laughs) She's kind of undeterred as long as she's getting out the message that family members of victims want to get out. Sure. There's also concerns about accusing the wrong perpetrator. There's also concerns about the person who's kind of doing the investigation, who's an amateur, potentially putting themselves in danger. And especially with incentives being really hard to disentangle, you know, like, even for creator, like Kendall, like has great intentions. Um, Their intentions are not identical to those of law enforcement. So there's a fear that you could be, you know, overzealous and pursuing something sensationalized or doing something to get subscribers and to get views and to get money and and fame. You also um, talk about this group called Adventures with Purpose. I find them really interesting. They scuba dive to find missing bodies. Can you talk about how they got started and what they're doing? So Adventures with Purpose was 
they really kind of are the are the foremost channel of this like niche within the true crime YouTubers of search and rescue diving. Mm. They're on the road 20 weeks a year. They say they've solved 23 cold cases in the past several years. Officials have confirmed the body found in Jed Hall's car was that of the missing teen. Despite the area being searched multiple times before, AWP found the car within 20 minutes of searching. They have 2.4 million subscribers. And they're providing their services really for free to families and to police. Hmm. That's interesting. But it sounds like one of the distinguishing features of Adventures with Purpose is that they're actually working with police. Exactly. Exactly. They really kind of exist in this gray area of law enforcement. One, where's your merchant site? Yeah, hey, uh, we're an underwater sonar search and recovery dive team. Uh, we came in the area to You know, they've mastered the use of sonar in ways that law enforcement just either they don't have that technology or they're not trained in how to use it. We have identified the vehicle. We have positive identification. We need a uh, officer over here. Where are you, sir? And they also just have a different risk matrix than police. You know, law enforcement agencies really have to justify the risk and the resources of a dive. And they're usually doing that in a rescue context, not really a a recovery. But Adventures with Purpose doesn't have to justify that really to anybody. And as a result, like you said, police are really welcoming their help and soliciting it and they're actually even asking, you know, Adventures with Purpose to train them on their sonar usage. Very interesting. And it seems like it's an ever-evolving space. Jeff, thank you so much for chatting. Thank you. Jeff Weiss writes about the creator economy for Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rob Gunther. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Alito, Carrie Donahue is our executive producer, Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider, and we had help this week from Dan Gooding. <laughs>